Hello, you guys, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Things Could Be Worse. I'm your host, Bailey Diedrich, and today I'm diving into this episode with no plans, no outline, no little paper script to help me out. Like, I literally don't know what I'm doing, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully, fingers crossed. My whole plan for this episode is to just sit down, be super chill and relaxed, and pretty much just answer your guys' questions regarding, like, girl talk stuff or, like, big sister talk. Um, I just want to sit back, relax, give my advice today um, in a more personal way and, like, a more just relaxed way, like, without having a whole outline and bullet points that I want to cover and stuff like that. I will say I did not come up with this idea on my own. I have seen so many different podcast hosts do something like this. Um, in particular, one person that I really took inspiration from on this is Ava Jules. She has a podcast called On My Mind and I absolutely love her podcast, um, but she does like advice sessions um, and they're like reoccurring. So she'll just sit down and answer people's questions and I'm going to do that, but I think I'm going to do it specifically with girl talk, at least for now. Um, so every, I don't know, like once a month or once every two months, I'll sit down and just talk about girly stuff because if you guys have watched my YouTube videos at all, um, over the past like couple years even, I kind of frequently, I would say, do a girl talk inspired or like related content where I'm either like hijacking shopping and then like sharing girl talk like stuff or I'm doing like a get ready with me and I answer your guys's questions relating to girl girl talk so you guys on my uh, YouTube channel really enjoy this type of content so I figured I would bring it over here onto the podcast so I mean without further ado I guess the next thing for me to do to for me to say is to just open up my Instagram and start answering your guys's questions um, I will say thank you so much to everybody that's already rated the pod um, it really really helps me out especially as I'm just kind of starting off here and like trying to grow an audience find new people bring new people to this platform um, rating the pod five stars really really helps either on Spotify or Apple um, podcasts so if you have a little bit of extra time after you're done watching this I would really appreciate a rating um and only if it's a good rating if you're gonna rate me shitty then um just don't you know only nice ratings here okay <laughs> thanks all right so i'm gonna pull up the things could be worse pod instagram account if you guys aren't already following the instagram or the tiktok i would definitely recommend going and following those so that you can be kind of more like um included or involved in these episodes because a lot of times um i have already like gone and like answered questions that you guys asked or like in the future i definitely plan to do this type of thing more so if you want to be included and feel like you're interacting a little bit more then definitely go follow those accounts um but let's get started with some questions um and since this is kind of like an odd episode and I don't want to answer like 300 different questions I'm going to go in pretty detailed um with most of, most of these questions and kind of tell my own experience if I have a personal experience that ties along with it um just because I like doing that I like sharing my life I like being vulnerable and like just you know, sharing, sharing all of my own tea. Okay, the first question that I'm going to answer here is what to do if you're not sure if you like him or not. Um, This is kind of like a difficult thing to answer because it does vary so much from like guy to guy or like situation to situation, you could say. Um, But I would say my, like what I've kind of done in the past, I mean, I haven't had a crush on somebody in like three years besides my boyfriend. Um, So it's kind of been a while for me, but I remember like in middle 
middle school even like there would be like two boys that I kind of liked and I like didn't actually like them probably but I thought that I liked them and I would say like my biggest tip for that is to kind of like stop talking to them it doesn't have to be for like a long period of time at all like you don't have to cut them off but I would say like maybe slow down your communication or if you see them all the time like maybe kind of pull away a little bit and if you find yourself like actually really missing their presence in your life then I would say that you probably like them um but then also that can kind of get confused because like if you have a best friend and you cut off contact with them a little bit like you're gonna miss them too so I don't know I would say maybe make like a pros and cons list um and figure out like do you really like them in that type of way or do you just like them because they're like a good friend you know what I mean like there's so much confusion that can happen when you have like a really really close friend you can start thinking like oh my god do I like this person and in reality you don't it's just like you guys are so close that it feels like maybe there's something more um but I don't know that is like a really hard question I feel like just the only thing you can do is ride it out let time tell if you really do like them it will come to the surface more um over time but for now i would say like maybe try distancing yourself and seeing if you miss them a whole lot or i don't know just let let time run its course because whatever is meant to be is gonna be and i you just gotta trust that it'll work out the way that it's meant to i don't know Okay, this episode is literally going to be all over the place. I just answered a question about a boy and now I'm going to answer a question about hair products. <laughs> so um, strap in, uh, buckle up, you could say, um, because this episode might get a little bit crazy. It might get a little all over the place, a little bit chaotic. But like I said, I think it's going to be fun. So my hair product recommendations. I feel like I've really mastered my particular hair care routine and I'm going to mention a few of the products that I use and that I love and that have like really helped me save my hair and like keep it very healthy. Um, but I will say that this is super, super personal, like any skincare, hair care, pretty much anything when it comes to anything is so personal and I wish that was talked about more like you really have to find what works well for your specific hair type for your like if you bleach your hair if you dye your hair depending on the length of your hair like there's so many things that factor into this um, but I will say that a few of my favorite products are from the brand Lonza I literally love Lonza products I only found out about them like probably two years ago and I've been using them for two years now and I truly thank Lonza for like 90% of my hair health you could say. Um, I love specifically the Lonza keratin healing oil. It's just like a hair oil I put into my hair after I shower when it's like damp and it completely like minimizes my frizz and just hydrates the hair. I don't know. I really like that product. Another product from them that I really like is the Moi Moi spray. It's like a moisture spray that also has like a heat protectant and it has like anti-frizz properties. Love that. Um, I love their shampoo and conditioner. It's just like the the normal like it's like I think it's called like lustrous like shampoo and conditioner or something like that. I don't know. It's so hard to come up with these on the top of my head. The Oribe hair brand is so expensive but I'm currently using their shampoo and conditioner and I think it might top the Lanza but honestly I don't know if it's worth the extra money because I think Lanza is like I mean it's definitely pricey but Oribe or whatever brand I'm using right now 
I don't even know if that's how I, Orib, it might be that because Orib does not sound right. I think it's Orib, but um, that's really freaking expensive. But I just wanted to try it out once and see if I liked it and see if it was worth that type of money or not. And I do think personally for me, it's worth the money, but I care a lot about my hair. But those products, although they're pricey, are very, very good. Um, and then I know that there's mixed opinions on Olaplex. Personally, the only Olaplex product, I mean, actually... I think I've tried two Olaplex products. I've tried one of their like hair masks. I think it was the number three hair mask and I liked it. I don't think that it was anything special like for a hair mask, but I definitely thought that it like moisturized my hair, made my hair feel nice and stuff, but I haven't rebought it. Like I ran out of it and I haven't felt the urge to go rebuy it. But one thing that I do keep rebuying from Olaplex is the little bonding oil. I don't know like what the number is, but it's just like a yellow little tiny, it's probably like one ounce. It's like a little hair oil and I definitely really, really recommend that. I feel like it does wonders for my hair. I don't know. I think that's pretty much all that I have for like my favorite, favorite products. I mean, there's probably so many more, but for now, um, I hope that helped. Um, I definitely love all of the products that I just mentioned. The next question is how do you grow into yourself? Like style, makeup, etc. Um, this is like a really good question that I don't think I've ever heard like asked before I mean nobody's ever asked me this but um I feel like the biggest part about growing into yourself is just getting comfortable with yourself and for me a lot of comfortability in my life comes from just doing things over and over and over and trying out new things and really trying to like focus in on what actually makes you happy or what you actually enjoy doing or like things that you actually like so for style I feel like my biggest tip is to try out a, a what is the word a plethora plethora pet pet shit plethora 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 shit I was almost there and now I'm just stuttering over my words I think it's plethora try out a plethora of different styles you know don't just buy like one particular type of clothing from like one particular clothing store kind of like try out new tops new pairs of pants like things that you might not normally try um, and if it's a little bit uncomfortable that's completely normal because getting comfortable with yourself and focusing on what you actually enjoy wearing or doing is going to help you grow into yourself and find out what you really love I guess and then same thing with like makeup like try out different makeup looks um I mean if you don't wear a lot of makeup now I would slowly get into it more if that's something that you want to do if it's not then don't but like if you do want to get more into makeup and you feel like you're not good at it or you feel like it doesn't look right on you I would say just like the more you practice in your room alone and even if you're gonna put your makeup on and then take it off right away it doesn't matter as long as you're like practicing and and you're doing it and you're getting more comfortable with it I feel like that's a really great way to kind of find yourself and grow into yourself as a person somebody said how to tell a boy you don't enjoy talking to them this is kind of um, situational as well and I feel like all of these are so situational um, it depends like is this boy someone that like has a crush on you and you're trying to be like back off buddy or is this like somebody you just like kind of talk to like there's nothing really there but like you just don't like talking to them I'm kind of getting the idea that he kind of likes you and you kind of like aren't about it and honestly 2023 girls we need to stop worrying so much about hurting boys 
obviously be nice be kind always wake up with good intentions but like at the end of the day I feel like there's so many situations that girls are put in and we feel like we can't stand up for ourselves or we feel like we can't speak what's actually on our mind because we're worried about hurting men or we're worried not even about hurting men but how they're going to react which is so frightening because that is fucked up like for instance this completely goes off of this topic but like it kind of explains what I'm trying to get at if there's like a creepy old man hitting on you at a gas station you're scared to say anything like most of the time girls will just like laugh it off like <laughs> like uncomfortably laugh it off um be like thanks like <laughs> and like bye and like run out of that place but like in reality you probably want to be like bro I'm fucking 17 years old like can you not but like men are scary a lot of times so like you're not gonna say that because what if they get aggressive or what if they get mad or what if they you know make a scene and I feel like that kind of ties into this because if you're kind of scared to tell a boy that you don't enjoy talking to them you might not be scared of hurting their feelings which is very like valid you could be scared of that but you could also be scared of how they're gonna react and I completely understand that I would say honestly just try to go about it in a super casual way I mean maybe don't say like I don't like talking to you but like if he's trying to get with you and you're just not about it anymore like you maybe thought for a second like you would try it out and like it's just not it's just not it I would say maybe just be like hey like I ooh, this is tough I don't know just be like I don't feel that things are progressing or like I don't feel like talking is like oh shit this is a hard question um just stop talking to him, ghost him. I would avoid it. I would just be like, hey, hey buddy, sorry, this isn't it. And then ghost them. (laughs) That was a terrible answer. I would honestly maybe just like slowly stop talking to them as much. And if they ask what's up, just be like, hey, like I'm just like not really feeling this. And I feel like I kind of need to like distance myself from this or like whatever or you can just like slowly ghost them like over time stop replying to them as much and I know that's like kind of unfair because he's just gonna be wondering what he did wrong but like honestly I don't know that's like the easiest route probably I don't know if that was a good answer to this question at all but I feel like what I kind of got into about like being scared of how boys or men are going to react to things that you do is very valid and something that needs to be talked about more because I know that so many people that I'm friends with feel this way and then like I know because of that like there's probably so many of you guys that relate to that like you're scared to like stand up for yourself or like say what you actually feel because men are just like kind of scary and unpredictable sometimes. Okay the next question is how to deal with your period as a person who works out. Um, I feel like this is a perfect question for me to answer now that I'm kind of back in my little gym rat era. Um, I'm kidding I'm really not but I have been working out like three or four times a week and I'm very proud of myself because I went like a year not working out in any capacity whatsoever and I just felt terrible about myself like not even like the way that I looked but I just knew that I needed to be doing something physical because I mean working out and like physical activity in any shape or form makes you feel so good and if you're like struggling mentally right now or anything is going on in your life that you just feel out of control I would 100% recommend getting more active because I know this is something everybody always say, says, like your physical health reflects, what do they say? Your 
your mental health reflects your physical health or like your physical health has such a big impact on your mental health. I know it's something that's said all the time and it just kind of like goes in one ear and out the other now, but it is truly so important. Like how you are feeling physically and how you're taking care of your body has a direct impact on how you're feeling mentally. So I would definitely recommend getting more active if you really aren't that active right now, even if it's just going for a walk or doing 10 minutes of stretching in your room before you go to bed. Um, it really does matter but just do something active if you're kind of struggling mentally because it had a huge 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 improvement in my life when I started doing that but anyways as a person who menstruates and gets their period once a month um, and also works out I have had many encounters with being on my period when I'm trying to work out when I'm trying to go to the gym and I completely understand how like difficult that can be like it just going to the gym and like getting the motivation to work out is already hard and then when you put like you're literally bleeding out of your vagina on top of that like it, it's very challenging um so number one is even if you're feeling like the last thing you want to do when you're on your period is work out i would say push yourself to get out and work out anyways just because once you actually start working out and once your like workout is done you're gonna feel so much better like working out is like scientifically proven to reduce period cramps and help with like bloating during your period and like other period symptoms like that working on your period even if it's just like stretching is very very good and helpful but yeah my biggest tips is wear like dark colored pants um so like black or like navy blue i mean i would stick with black probably because that's gonna like show the least if you bleed through I would wear a long shirt that covers your butt and like your crotch and everything like that like you just want to be covered um at least for me like I just want to be all covered um when I'm on my period so long shirts bring an extra sweatshirt just in case you need to like cover up a little bit more ibuprofen or like menstrual pain relief before the workout always helps me I'm not like encouraging you to like take like like medicine if you don't need it but like I usually have pretty bad cramps, so I'll take like some medicine before I go. Oh, wearing a panty liner, like if you wear tampons, which I do, wearing a tampon and putting the tampon in like right when you get to the gym and then um, putting a panty liner in your undies too, helpful in case you bleed, like the panty liner will catch any of that excess blood. Yeah, I don't know. Those are kind of like my biggest tips. Okay, the next question is any advice for going into your senior year of high school, losing friendships after graduation, dot, 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 etc. Um, yeah, there's a lot that probably could be said here. Um, I, I just graduated from high school. I graduated a semester early in case some of you guys don't know. I graduated in January instead of with the rest of my class in May. I know that people are already going to ask in case you don't know the answer to this already. I'll still be walking at graduation. I'm still going to prom. I still get to participate in all the activities with my class, but, um, I just am done with school a few months early. Um, but anywho, I haven't had to go through the whole process of my own grade friends like graduating yet I mean they're still in school and then like moving to college and everything like that but I will say I have always had a bunch of friends that are older than me um so I've already had like in the past couple of years um I've had so many friends you know graduate from high school and move to college um, I have some of my best friends living um, like across the country now and I barely see them. So I definitely have a little bit of advice for that. But um, I think the number one thing is to enjoy it. 
I definitely um, didn't enjoy my high school years and I wish I would have put more emphasis on enjoying them and making the most out of it because I mean now that I'm done with it I'm so happy like I don't miss it but I will say at the end of the day you're gonna miss the people I mean if you have semi good friends or like you have a little bit of fun like you're going to miss those times because it's just like you know it's human nature to like reminisce and think back on fun memories and stuff like that so you're gonna miss it but at the end of the day you just have to remember that this is life every single person for the most part you know goes to high school for four years and graduates and then moves on in their life and it's normal it's scary like the future is so damn scary but it's just something that everybody goes through and everybody manages it in some capacity or another and you really just have to let things be and you know enjoy them as much as possible take your time and really soak in every single moment but then like after that like the only thing that you can really do is just accept the fact that things are going to change and try to get as excited about that as possible instead of reminiscing on the past I would say I don't know the future is scary but it's also such a beautiful thing and regarding like friendships and stuff I would say you aren't going to lose your friends um obviously if you guys are going to different colleges which you probably are um you're gonna not talk to them as much and you're not gonna see them as much and you know it's gonna be a different type of friendship but at the end of the day if if they're good friends in high school and you make an effort to continue to text them or snapchat them and you know when you guys are both home visiting your parents or whatever you guys make an effort to see each other if you make the effort you guys can remain friends um as long as like you guys don't change too much I know like a lot of people go to college and they become completely different people which is completely fine because college is essentially where you figure yourself out for the rest of your life um but like I don't know it's it's really difficult but you just have to accept it and make the most out of everything and if something really matters to you you're gonna find a way to keep it in your life you know what I mean okay the next question is how to numb period cramps I already said that working out has helped me with my period cramps and getting active but the number one thing um, and like why I think that works is one because when you're working out your brain releases like endorphins and dopamine and stuff which kind of essentially numbs your pain um, but also going along with that it's just a distraction so if you're sitting in bed and your cramps are terrible and all you're focused on is your cramps obviously those cramps are going to freaking hurt but if you kind of get up move around you know maybe start cleaning or going on a walk or just doing something to take your focus off of the pain that you're experiencing can help reduce it in my own experience realizing that letting go of toxic people is a good thing Thing. Um, so this is something that you kind of have to live and you learn um, once you do it once and you realize how much better your life improves after you remove toxicity um, I feel like it becomes a lot easier but that first step like if you have a toxic friend or you're dating somebody that's toxic that first like toxic person that you cut out of your life is going to be very scary and it's going to be very hard but you really just have to realize how it's affecting you negatively or how they're affecting you negatively and just put so much more focus on your own personal well-being and 
I don't know, I mean, you can find confidence, find self-worth, but at the end of the day, you can only let go of somebody when you're actually willing to let go of them. Like, you probably know um, what I'm talking about when I say, like, you can have one of your best friends. You know, they're in a relationship with a shitty guy and it isn't good for them and you can see from an outsider's perspective that that relationship is affecting your best friend in a negative way. And it's like, girl, leave him. Like, you deserve so much better. Like, you whatever, whatever, you can tell them over and over to leave this guy, but they will not leave that guy until they are ready to leave that guy. So I would say if you're dealing with toxic people and you want to cut people out of your life because you know it's for the like the greater good, I would say just wait, do it when you're ready, do it when you feel actually confident about that decision because if you cut somebody out of your life forcefully without actually desiring them out of your life, then you're going to probably go running back to them eventually and that isn't what you want to do. How do you avoid getting razor bumps? I've tried so many things, but nothing seems to work. Okay, I'm going to explain what has worked for me and my specific shaving my coochie routine. Um, I don't get razor bumps really in my armpits around my legs, so we're talking about my coochie right now. Um, TMI, don't really give a shit. I'm going to talk about my coochie if I want to. <laughs> no, this is just to help you guys out. Okay, no, but number one is the tea tree hut body scrub thing. I mean, it went viral on TikTok. It's the one I use, but pretty much any exfoliating body scrub, sugar scrub thing is going to work. But exfoliating when it comes to shaving down there is so, so important because if you don't exfoliate properly, um, you're going to have like dead skin and stuff down there. Like I'm, this isn't gross. Like we have dead skin all over our bodies. And it's like a proven fact that if you have, if you don't exfoliate, then there's going to be dead skin buildup. And then that can lead to an increase of razor bumps and ingrown hairs and stuff like that so number one when you get into the shower you know I would turn the water on hot and I would kind of let my body steam for a little bit so that's when I wash my hair and I put my conditioner in um, and I like to put my hair in a claw clip while I condition and then I'll move in and like wash my body I'll do my first body cleanse I don't know why I'm doing a whole shower routine here but you're just gonna have to deal with it I do a full body cleanse with my unscented body soap it's a dove soap I don't I don't know, this is like what I call my cleaning soap. Um, I feel like I really scrub my body. I really get the dirt and the grime. And the, I'm not dirty or grimy, okay? That was like a a little exaggeration just to get my point across. Um, I'm not dirty, okay? I promise. <laughs> um, no, but I'll do my first cleanse and then I'll exfoliate my legs, my armpits, my coochie. I'll exfoliate my whole body pretty much. Um, after you exfoliate, you're going to take a razor and this should be a pretty new razor. If you're using a razor for more than like a month, three weeks to a month, toss it. You should not be using a razor that long because once it gets dull, um, which happens fairly quickly, it is so much more likely to cause like bumps and cuts and burns and stuff like that. So make sure your razor is fairly sharp, fairly new. I recommend the men's Gillette Fusion 5 razor. I've used it for years. I use it on my legs. I use it on my armpits. I use it on my cooch. It always, always does the job um, good, but I will take the razor. I'll take some shaving cream or specifically a shaving oil lately. I've been using, I think it's the Tea Tree Hut brand again. I've been using their shaving oil. I put it on there. You're going to shave downwards, okay? You're going to take your razor and you're going to shave downwards. So like from your stomach to like your toes like that's the direction you're gonna want to go in you're gonna <laughs> gonna start on the outside like on the on the far right side or the far left side and you're gonna go straight down and then you're gonna rinse your razor off every single stroke you do you're gonna rinse your razor under the water because you don't want hair and stuff to get built up in there so you're gonna go down 
rinse with water, go down again, rinse with water and work your way all the way across by going down. And then around like the sides, you can go like sideways. And then at the very end, if you only insist on having a super, super, super smooth coochie, then you can lightly go up using the same technique, you know, doing one stroke, rinsing under the water, doing that. But I would say don't go up at all just for a rule of thumb unless, again, you want your coochie to be really smooth for some reason. But like just going down will get pretty much 99% of the hair off. It's just like there will be like a little bit more of a stubble than if you go up because you're going against the grain if you go up. I am doing way too much here i don't know i can't really go too much into it. like it's hard to explain without like showing it and obviously i can't show you guys me shaving my coochie so um i'm just gonna go into my next step and that is using my holy grail product okay it is the 10 skin ingrown hair solution it comes in a blue bottle you can get it at target you can get it on amazon you can get it at walmart um there's so many different size bottles you can get i get like the literal fat bottle it's like the size of a like a half gallon milk container um <laughs> i don't know why i compared it to that but like it's a big ass bottle um and it's because i use it every single time i shave my armpits and my cooch you're gonna take a little cotton pad or a little folded up piece of toilet paper and after you get out of the shower you dry everything off you're gonna put some of this 10 skin ingrown hair solution on the the cotton pad or whatever and you're gonna just dab your coochie do not get this anywhere near the, um, <laughs> the holes, the, um, the, uh, the passageways in your body. Don't get this in your vagina, okay? Because I, I think that that's bad. I think that's really bad. Um, don't get it inside of you, um, but, like, just get it on the skin, like, around your, you know what I mean, you know, like, on the little top part. Okay, I am... I'm going to be done with that question. I think I just talked about coochie for like 15 minutes. Somebody said, just ordered a fake to my house and it's in my mom's name. She's going to open it. Fuck. Why would you put it in your mom's name? Girl, come on. We're, we got to be smarter than this. No. Um, I pray that you have some sort of tracking information, which you probably don't because fake ID uh, sellers usually don't give you tracking information. Not that I would know or anything, but just from what I've heard through the grapevine. I just hope that you can get to that package before your mom does. And I will pray for you tonight. That seems fucked up. Um, I will just, I will manifest that you get that package before your mom does. How to deal with a friend that is sometimes insensitive, but can still be a good friend. This, 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 this is not talked about nearly enough. Sorry, I'm disgusting. Um, my biggest tip is to sit them down and have a very, very, very mature, casual conversation where it doesn't seem like you're attacking them in any way, shape, or form. Um, I would leave it like very open-ended and just be like, hey, like I just kind of wanted to talk to you about this. Like I know that you're probably not intending to do this or make me feel this way or do these certain things. Like I, I assume that your intentions are good. Um, but I just want to say that sometimes when you do blank or when you say blank, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. And, um, if you say it in a super, super chill way, if they're a good friend and a good person, they're going to understand. And even if they do get like a little bit defensive, which a lot of people do just because of their own personal traumas and past that they've had, um, a lot of people are really defensive when it comes to confrontation, but like, even if they get defensive about it, 
if they're a good friend and they care about you, they're going to be bothered that they're hurting you and they're going to have an issue with themselves, you know, affecting you in a negative way. So hopefully a simple conversation that's super chill and relaxed and easygoing could maybe help some things. But I would say at the end of the day, Ah, I don't know if a conversation doesn't fix it and their behavior continues, you probably should maybe distance yourself um, at least for a little bit and just see, see if anything changes. I don't know. I wish you luck with that. Somebody said pads or tampons. I am a tampon girl through and through. I will sleep with like a fat ass pad on some nights just because I don't want to wear a tampon constantly on my period. I just feel like it can't be good. I mean, people say not to sleep with tampons in, but then like literally everybody that I know sleeps with a tampon in. But some days like randomly, like two nights out of like my week long period, I'll just like put it like put a pad on to go to bed but it just like kind of feels gross to me like I know it's not gross and if you do that it's not gross like it isn't dirty or like unhygienic to do that obviously but um for me personally I just feel like it's a little bit gross just to be like sitting in my own blood but like I feel like I don't know I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I like tampons better. Somebody just said losing your virginity. I don't really know what this is referring to. I mean, it's like a very broad question, but I do plan on doing an episode fully regarding losing your virginity, you know, first kisses, first, um, first everything pretty much. Um, just because I feel like this is such a huge thing and something that like isn't openly talked about enough. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely go over to the Instagram and let me know that. But, um, I would say like right off the bat, super quick, easy advice for losing your virginity. I'm going to just rapid fire a few pieces of, um, insight. Number one, do not feel like you need to, if you are not ready, there is no, other person there is no other situation there is no other anything that is the same as yours and until you are fully ready that is not something that you should do just because your friends are doing it or just because you see people in movies and tv shows doing it at that age um just because you see people doing it and you feel like oh my god should i be doing this don't do it. Do not do it just because other people are does not mean you need to. Number two, make sure that it's a good guy, at least a semi-good guy. Don't just like rush into it with like a shitty guy because you're going to regret that for the rest of your life probably. Um, I would say just, I mean, you don't even necessarily need to be dating them. Like I would recommend if you're young and you're losing your virginity, it should probably be with somebody that you're dating. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell you who to have sex with and who not to have sex with. So I would just say like, just make sure it's not somebody that you're going to look back on and like actually want to murder yourself for number three is be safe use protection take proper precautions um be responsible basically what you're doing is not like a light thing it's not like a light-hearted thing it is quote-unquote for adults it is an adult activity so act like a damn adult and be safe because I know most of you listening to this do not want to be pregnant, so please be safe, not just for yourself, but for me. There's so much more that I could talk about when it comes to this, but I think the last thing that I just really want to stress to you guys is it's going to happen naturally when it's meant to happen. You should not have to force yourself or especially force anybody else because that's fucked up. That is not okay. Never force anybody to do anything. Never let yourself be forced. Obviously, sometimes that's out of your control and I'm very sorry if you've gone through anything like that, but like don't just feel pressured. Don't let people pressure you. You know what I mean? Like really stand up for yourself when it comes to this because this isn't like a light thing, you know? What to do if you're on your period and your boyfriend wants to do stuff? 
Um, ew. <laughs> I hate boys. I definitely understand this and I get it. It's like sometimes you can feel guilty or like it's your fault that you're getting your period and like you can't do stuff with your boyfriend or your significant other or whatever. Um, I get that. But at the end of the day, if your partner doesn't understand that you're on your period, you most likely don't feel like being intimate. At least for me, like if I'm on my period, probably don't touch me. Don't come within three feet of me or I will literally grab both of my hands and strangle you non-sexually. <laughs> see I say out-of-pocket shit like that it's got to stop um anywho I don't know I would say have a conversation with him in a very mature way and just be like listen up bud I am bleeding out of my vagina I don't want to do this right now and you need to understand that and if he gets mad at you or angry with you or resents you for not wanting to do stuff with him he's a shitty guy and you need to drop his ass because if any guy is trying to make you feel guilty for not wanting to be intimate on your period that's a bad guy because guys are stupid they should have no input when it comes to periods like literally fuck off you do not get what this is like you do not you do not understand all right the next one somebody said is how to start using tampons slash getting over the fear of using them like should someone help me the first time I luckily have never had any issues with tampons and I never was really scared of them. Like I think the first time I ever got my period, I just like popped a tampon in. I think it was because I was kind of like a late bloomer. Like all my friends had already gotten their periods and like started using tampons. So it was just like a normal thing that I was like around and like saw and like heard them talk about. So I just like got my period, put a tampon in and everything has been fine since. But um, I definitely understand being scared of it. Like it's a foreign object inside of you for the first time. And that can be kind of intimidating. Also, like so many of the questions that I've seen today on here are relating to that. And I've also heard so many stories in like real life of people being scared to use them. I'll tell you guys a little story back from when I was in elementary school. Um, I remember I was at my best friend's house and one of our other friends was there. And I don't remember if she like had just gotten her period or like if she'd had her period for like a while. Um, actually, you know what it was? I think she had had her period for a while, but she had only been using pads up until that point. And we were going on spring break in like a month and we were going to like the beach all together. And she didn't want to wear pads like she wanted to be able to wear a tampon so that she could go swimming and stuff like that. And I feel like that's a very common reason why people try using tampons for the first time because they want to swim or they want to go to the beach or whatever the case may be. In my best friend's old bathroom, there was like a sliding door that like blocked off the shower and the toilet from like the sink in the bathroom. So we like shut the door. My friend went into the bathroom and we literally just like sat on the other side of the door while she was on the toilet and we like talked her through putting in a tampon and at this point I I hadn't even like started my period like I had never used a tampon before but like I kind of just like knew how they worked so I was like trying to talk her through it and like my other friend she had, had gotten her period and like she had been using tampons so she was like helping her and we just like sat with her and like talked her through it and she eventually got it I think it took her like maybe like two different tampons like not working for her to like actually get it but um 
that's like a really cute memory that I like think about like frequently because I'm still like really good friends with both of the girls like they're my best friends um to this day so that's like a cute little story that we sometimes bring up I would say if you have a close friend or like your mom is like close with you and you're able to like talk about stuff like that um maybe just have them in the bathroom and like talk you through it and like walk you through it but at the end of the day like it really is not as scary as it seems it like barely like you barely feel anything I mean it's a little uncomfortable at first because it's like this has like nothing has ever been inside of me like this um but like it really isn't scary and I promise you that I wouldn't just say that like it really isn't scary um I've heard people say like get a little hand mirror and like put your foot up on the toilet and like you know like just like try it that way I don't know I think it's just like about practicing and if you try it once and it doesn't work um you know maybe give it a little break and then come back revisit it at a different time um but the number one thing I want to tell you is it shouldn't hurt you really shouldn't feel a tampon inside of you and if you can feel it it probably means it isn't in far enough so that's like one tip that I have for you that I know a lot of people like I saw this TikTok of this girl the other day and it was like I'm 19 years old and I just found out that tampons aren't supposed to hurt like she had been spending her whole life or like her whole menstrual life period up until um she was 19 years old with like putting a tampon in wrong so I don't want you guys to be stuck doing that so make sure you can't feel it otherwise it probably isn't in right or far enough okay I'm gonna answer a few more questions um I've been talking for over an hour which is crazy the time has flew flown by I almost said flew by um the time has gone by so quickly um so let's find a new question somebody said when to start acrylic nails I think I got my first set of acrylic nails when I was in sixth grade or seventh grade I got my first set it was I remember this so specifically I got my first set right before I went to a One Direction concert and that was like a very special occasion like I didn't do that frequently I don't think I started getting nails consistently until like the end of eighth grade beginning of high school but I would recommend for your own sanity and for your own wallet try to put off getting nails as long as possible I mean obviously if you get them for like homecoming or like other shit like that like that kind of makes sense but like you get addicted to them like I am addicted to them I cannot have my nails bare now so I would say put it off as long as possible just to um you know prevent the addiction because once you start uh getting nails it's very expensive it's a lot of upkeep and it's a kind of annoying but like I, I love my nails and like I always need to have nails so put it off as long as possible and it will save you some money and some time somebody said is it okay to miss a lot of school um, I am probably the queen of missing school. I, I missed so much school throughout my years. Um, even starting in like middle school, I miss a lot of school. Like I was definitely truant every single year. Thankfully after COVID, like truancy in my like school district kind of didn't like exist anymore just because they couldn't enforce those rules because if you were in contact with COVID or you had COVID you had to miss 10 days or whatever the quarantine period was at that time um, and that was considered truant like if you miss 10 or more days of school that's considered truancy and I will tell you that I miss like 40 days a school year at least like I I had an issue I had a problem I hated school I couldn't get up in the morning I was like severely depressed in middle school and like didn't want to go um, at all but honestly I was a straight-a student 
you know I was the type of person like I I like feel like things come very naturally to me and I don't need a lot of explanation or I can just kind of like figure things out on my own and thankfully that's the way that I am otherwise I probably would like failed out of high school um but I was like a straight A student and I got a few B's here and there like I think I had like two or three throughout my high school career but um I did really well in school uh despite missing a lot of school I would say I mean parents don't like it schools don't like it most of the time but like if you can miss school and still maintain good grades and still be somewhat participating in class in some capacity I feel like it's not that big of a deal But again, it's kind of up to your school and your parents and how they view it and feel about it because obviously if you're getting like detentions or like going to be truant and have to go to like summer school because you miss so much school, like that's a whole different story. But like in my opinion, if you're doing well in school and you want to miss a few days, like I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. School and I don't see eye to eye. Okay, I'm going to do one more question And I'm trying to find something right now that's kind of interesting that I feel like I haven't talked about before. So sorry if this takes a second. Um, There's so many different questions. Okay, this is kind of a good one. Somebody said, never having a boyfriend, but you are soon to be 20. Please keep this anonymous. Of course, baby. Um, I feel so strongly about the fact that it does not matter at all. Like, if you're almost 20 years old or if you're even older than that and you haven't had, like, a serious relationship, I feel like it's not that big of a deal because most likely what would have happened if you did have a relationship when you were younger is it would have, like, not worked out and you would have gotten hurt. So, in my opinion, I think that dating when you're young, this is very um, hypocritical and, like, very against my own life because I've had a boyfriend from the age of 15. I'm now 18. Um, and I've been dating the same guy for almost two and a half, three years ish coming up. Um, so I am contradicting myself, but I will say in general, I think that dating when you're young is stupid just because I mean, like, is it really worth it? Like most likely it's not going to work out. And I like to be very realistic, even with my own relationship. And I, I try not to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to marry my current boyfriend because that's how like things, I feel like once you start thinking about the future too much, that's when the relationship is bound to have some sort of failure. So I like to be very realistic and very like live in the moment when it comes to my relationship, which is, you know, I feel like a good thing. But like, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that if you haven't found the right person and you haven't found that you connect with somebody like that, then I feel like it's completely fine. Um, If it's something that you're kind of like purposefully avoiding or even like subconsciously avoiding and you feel like you like guys and you feel like, you know, there could be somebody, but you're just like completely closing off the idea, I would maybe reach out to like a friend or something like that and kind of talk through that because I mean like your past and traumas and like your parents relationship and like other relationships that you've seen can have a huge impact on the way that you navigate your own relationships and how you view relationships I would say you know continue waiting you're clearly a little bit picky which is amazing because you're never gonna find the right person if you aren't at least a little bit picky don't be too hard on yourself live life have fun find things that make you happy find people that make you happy you know try to be social as much as possible go out and meet new people um and eventually someday the right person will come to you and everything will work out the way that it's meant to be. Um, But yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. It really isn't that deep. I promise you that nobody is like, 
judging you like you might think that people are judging you for that but I promise you um they aren't like I was um friends with this girl and she like never really dated like she kind of like talked to this one guy at one point in high school but like besides that like she never really was talking to guys or like dating guys and I knew like she kind of felt insecure about that um but like literally nobody cared like it was not a big deal um I don't know I don't think it's a big deal and I think that you you're perfectly fine all right you guys this episode is kind of getting dragged on and I feel like I mean I don't really know to be honest like is this a long episode I literally have no idea because I'm still getting used to this whole podcasting thing and you know sometimes like when I record episodes I mean I've only recorded a few episodes so far but like when I have recorded episodes sometimes they have flown really really easily and I barely mess up what I'm trying to say and like I barely make any edits or any cuts and then in other episodes I literally have like 16 different aneurysms while I'm trying to speak and I know you guys are like just leave that in there like it's okay to stutter a little bit and I do I leave most of like my mess ups in but like sometimes I just hate the way that I said something or I know that I can phrase it better or like what I said literally just doesn't make any sense and it's not helpful I'll kind of like re-say some stuff so like there's been a few things in here that I've re-said or like had to reiterate and then I'll edit out the first time I said it and I don't really know like is this going to be an hour episode or is this going to be 30 minutes like it's really hard to tell because I'm still just getting comfortable and used to this so sorry if the episode links are a little bit all over the place I oh my god I'm literally just showing my foot straight to the camera I thought it was out of frame I'm trying to stretch my leg I don't know like I've said multiple times um this is very uncomfortable for me low-key and this is something that is so new to me and I'm only gonna get better from here you know we're kind of starting at ground zero and we can only work our way up so keep being patient with me I promise you guys one day these episodes are gonna flow perfectly and you're gonna be like wow she improved so much and I'm gonna be so proud of myself because right now it's a little bit of a shit show but I promise you I'm gonna get better okay um thank you so much for listening and thank you all to uh, or thank you to all the people that submitted questions that I answered on this podcast episode and I mean there were so many questions that I didn't get to answer but I will definitely revisit that particular little thingy the little responses story responses and I'll answer them in a different podcast probably um but yeah thanks for listening I love you guys and I will see you in the next episode so so okay bye love you